2: Uh, So we have an amazing show for you, everybody. Amazing show. We have four brilliant contestants. They are backstage right now discussing if it's too late to get into Game of Thrones. (laughs) And soon they'll be up here playing some fun games. And one of them will be our big winner. Our special guest is uh, Taylor Schilling. Yeah. 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 Taylor Schilling is the sixth person from Orange is the New Black to be on our show, making our show officially the after show for Orange is the New Black. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Schilling stars in a new movie called Family. She plays an aunt that bonds with her niece with the help of hip hop duo Insane Clown Posse. Uh, But if you don't know, Insane Clown Posse is a hip-hop hardcore duo. Their style of music is called Horrorcore, and they're known for elaborate live performances, which is how I would describe Passover with my family, (laughs) who I also call the Insane Clown Posse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's Mother's Day. Mother's Day is coming up. Yeah. Once again, this is the time where I have to mentally justify the vast difference between what I think I deserve from my son and what I think my mother deserves from me. And I will admit that when my son was small, like a little tiny baby, I did not always have help, and sometimes I wanted a glass of wine, and so a couple times I did just strap him into the baby Bjorn, and I went to the bar. That's what I did. I know, technically not drinking alone. Thank you. Thank you. Most people were cool with it. Brooklyn, most people were cool with it. One guy, I remember, was giving me the stink eye, and I was like, I'm going to say something to this guy, and I just went up to him, and I went, I'm sorry, but this is my service baby, okay? This is my emotional comfort baby. I happen to suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder from having a baby. All right, let's play some games, everybody. Our first two contestants will play a game about podcasts, or as we called them when I was a kid, yelling into a microphone alone in a room. (laughs) Let's meet them. First up, Laura Hernandez. You're a sales coordinator for a fashion showroom. Okay, so is there anything that's come by that you're like, no one's going to wear that? That is the most ridiculous thing of all time. So many
3: things. Yeah. So many things. And it's like, I'm not even going to show it to the buyer because it's just... Awful, and they come in, and they love it, and they order it. (laughs) What's an example? Just, like, really high-waisted bell-bottoms, but, like, in very interesting prints.
2: Loud prints.
3: Yeah, like the 70s, like,
2: Craigslist couches. Patterns, Yeah. Oh, my God. I love, yeah. I love the pattern of a Craigslist couch.
0: <laughs> kind of my jam. I'm into it.
2: I know. It's like a couch that is better than something you'd put on the street, but not good enough to give it to someone you like. That's right. The couch you frame and put on a wall when you're done sitting on it. <laughs> That's fantastic. All right, Laura, when you ring in, we'll hear This. Your opponent is Abby Grant. You are joining us from Chalk Hill, Pennsylvania. Yes. Thanks for coming all the way. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, And you're a quality analyst at a health insurance company. Okay, are we talking customer support quality? More so reading medical records to make sure people are completing things they don't really want to do, like mammograms and colonoscopies. The big trend right now is the cola guard where you submit the stool sample in a box. So, yeah, if you pooped in a box in 2018, I probably know about it.
0: In my situation, Abby, it was totally secret, and there's no way you could It's it for a different thing.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right, Abby, when you ring in, we'll hear this. Laura and Abby, whoever has more points after two games, will go to the final round. This word game is called The History of the World According to Podcasts. You are going to mash up the name of podcasts with historical figures.
0: For example, if we said this public radio trivia show exclusively asks questions about works by the author of The Old Man and the Sea, you would answer, ask me another Nest Hemingway. (laughs)
2: See what happened there? Seasy, squeezy. So the podcast always comes first in the mashup. Let's go. Terry Gross interviews her third choice of ancient Greek philosophers because her bookers couldn't lock down Socrates or Plato. Laura.
3: (laughs) American Aristotle?
2: that's so interesting that is incorrect (laughs) Uh, Abby can you steal fresh Aristotle that's right fresh air and Aristotle put together
0: four former advisors to President Obama turn their attentions from current politics to a new historical friend of the pod the guy who's the reason why the landmass we're on is called America it's a uh, political podcast the hosts include John Favreau (laughs) Yes, Abby.
2: I know the podcast is Pod Save America.
0: So far, so good.
3: <laughs>
0: the guy who's the reason why the landmass we're on is called America. All right, I think I have, to, I have to go to Laura. Laura, do you know the answer?
3: America's Vespucci.
0: So we need the, we need the whole thing all together.
3: I completely that, blank on the podcast. <laughs> so.
0: Well, what we're looking for is Pod Save America is the podcast and Amerigo Vespucci. So you would say... Pod Save Amerigo Vespucci, of course. It's a traditional Italian <laughs> blessing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> On this NPR podcast, hosts Hannah Rosen and Elise Spiegel explored the unseeable forces behind the mysterious disappearance of the first female aviator to fly solo across the Atlantic Ocean. Laura, Invisibilia Earhart. Yeah, that's close enough. We were looking for Invisibilia Melia Earhart. That's right. Perfect. Well done.
0: A podcast about how the internet and technology affect modern life devotes an episode to when the Lord Protector of the Commonwealth deleted King Charles I's account. So this is a a Gimlet podcast hosted by Alex Goldman. Somebody knows. (laughs) It's named for what it's called when you respond to everyone on an email. Mm-hmm. And the person. Oh, yes, Abby.
2: Reply all. Uh huh. I don't know the name of the person.
0: Okay. Uh, I have to go to Laura. Laura, do you know the answer?
2: No. <laughs> we
0: were looking for Reply Oliver Cromwell.
2: Oh, oh they're
0: so mad. <laughs>
2: This is your last clue. Move over, Jad Abumrad and Robert Krolwich. The first second lady and the second first lady of the United States is taking over to remind listeners that all men would be tyrants if they could. I know, it is a speed game.
4: Uh
2: (laughs) All right, Uh the podcast. The show is produced by WNYC, mainly focuses on science and is known for its sound design person <laughs> she was John Adams wife that is all I have <laughs>
0: you guys have never heard our show before have you <laughs> no
2: no this is the only show they listen to yeah, maybe this that, is maybe it <laughs> <been in. laughs> the podcast we were looking for is Radiolab and the person is Abigail Adams making it Radiolab Abigail Adams great game it's a tie Next we'll play a game about wild animals And human celebrities It's a mashup up cinephile zookeepers Have been waiting for their entire lives <laughs> We're going to play you two sound effects One is an animal, one is a celebrity Together they hint at a two-word phrase
0: For example... Plus... I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. So the first clip was a bird. The second clip was Nicolas Cage. So the phrase we're looking for is cage.
2: Oh. Right? That's a good example. That's great. Here's your first pair of clips.
5: God, Plus...
2: Uh, here's a hint. This phrase is also known as a Yankee swap gift exchange or Abby. White elephant. White elephant. That's right. It was Barry White plus an elephant. You are correct. Okay. Let's see if you can get this one. Plus. Laura. Shaggy dog. You got it. Yeah. This one's a little bit tricky. Plus, Do you believe in
4: life after love?
2: Abby Lionheart, Lionheart. Yes. Oh, that was great, but not what we were looking for. Okay, Laura, can you steal Lion Dion?
5: Den <laughs> Lion
2: Den. Like Celine Dion. That was share. so we were looking for Lion share. Okay. <laughs> Here's another tricky one.
3: Busy Tonight starts now!
2: Plus. <laughs> Abby. Busy B. Busy B, that's right. <laughs> the first clip was of Busy Phillips, and then of course... Mm. The Sound of a B.
4: This is your last clue. To the little dark-haired boy who played the Tennessee flat-top and he would play.
2: Plus. Abby. Cash Cow. Cash Cow, that's right. That was Roseanne Cash and The Sound of a Cow. Wow. After two games, Abby will be going to our final round. (laughs) Coming up, we'll find out who will face off against Abby in the final round, and I'll talk to Taylor Schilling, who stars in a new movie called Family. And in Orange is the New Black, the final season comes out this year. I'm going to ask her if they're finally going to let everybody out of jail. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. (laughs)
4: On this week's Wildcard, we talk with Issa Ray about those moments where our lives could have gone another direction.
2: Definitely wasn't supposed to be with that guy at all,
4: at
3: all. But I still think about it. I'm Rachel Martin. Issa Ray tells us how to make peace with the
4: path not taken. That's on the Wildcard podcast from NPR, the game where cards control the conversation. Listen to Embedded for moments that stay with you. I could smell the smoke. I could smell the dust. Voices that resonate. <laughs> stories that change the way you think about your life. How, how did we get here? The Embedded Podcast is NPR's home for original documentary series. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This is Ask Me Another, NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now, here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
2: Thank you, Jonathan. It's time to welcome our special guest. She stars as Piper in Orange is the New Black and in the new comedy movie, Family. Please welcome Taylor Schilling. Welcome to Ask Me Another, Taylor. Thank you for having me. I think oh, you're great. Oh my God, it's such a pleasure. So I just have to start by saying, I read that you went to grad school at NYU. Yeah. But you dropped out. Yes. <laughs> now, did you drop out because you were like, you know what? I've learned I've learned it all. I, I know everything I
3: about acting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a master. Uh, yeah. Or did you have an opportunity where you're like, I need to work? No, I did not have an opportunity. I actually was just talking to a friend of mine about how I wish I could like harness the person that I was. I must have been 22. Mm-hmm. And right. I was like, I have a problem with the way this institution is run. <laughs> um <laughs> something isn't right from the top down no one's listening to my voice so bye but actually it worked out for me I left to babysit yeah <laughs> um, and I had no no money no, I had a fellowship they were paying me to eat like I don't know who <laughs> I was um, to leave that program Um, And still I look back on it as some of the best work I've ever done. In fact, I'm taking all of the month of June to go back and study with a teacher and then I left (laughs) 10 years ago. Really? Yeah, I'm going back. I'm taking a clown class. A clown class? Yeah. Why a clown class? Um, I constantly feel inadequate and I'm constantly like, how can I be better? And so clowning is, it's really beautiful. It's like going back to complete innocence and... There's something um, about the lack of artifice and the bold physical choices that it requires that really kind of like shake me up. Yeah, no, like, I is mean, is that it's still terrifying there inside of it? Yes, it's absolutely terrifying. And I think it can only happen with master teachers sort of teaching it.
2: No, but that's cool. I like. I'm sure that um, teacher too was very flattered. Yeah. that you got in contact with him. Oh, no,
3: I think he's like, you need to come back
2: to <laughs> Right, exactly. Well, of course he would say that. So this is the final season of the Netflix show you star in, Orange is the New Black. It's coming this summer after seven seasons. And it is amazing to think that Orange is the New Black revolutionized how we watch television. I mean, it's was only the third Netflix series to drop this way. Yeah. But I read that in the beginning, Netflix didn't like anyone
3: using the oh, terminology yeah, 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 binge. yeah, 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 they thought that it had connotations to eating disorders sure. and negative things. So we got trained to not use the word binge. And if an interviewer would say binge, we would say, no. <laughs> You're able to watch the show at your leisure. <laughs> whatever pace you enjoy. No, you are in charge of your own experience. (laughs) You're not binging. (laughs) It didn't work. And then what I thought was so funny was that the next season or two seasons later we were at some event for the opening of the show and they had hashtag binge on Tupperware containers and they like had too much catering. It was so, I was like, you guys, like there's a gray area. There's a middle ground. So they had like, so everyone could take home extra food and essentially like sit on their couch and binge eat, I guess. In a
2: bowl that said binge on on it.
3: yeah. They they had to go to extremes to find their sweet pot, which is life, you know, that happens. Being a human.
2: They did embrace it. They did. <laughs> so in your in the new movie Family, you play a successful workaholic, career minded woman who uh, has to reluctantly babysit her niece. Mm-hmm. You're brought in, and at some point, your character finds herself at a gathering of the Juggalos. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, for those who don't know what Juggalos are,
3: can you please explain it? Oh, so... um, There's this band called ICP. Yes, Insane. Insane Clown Posse. Mm. And they are a hip-hop duo that (laughs) paint their faces like angry clowns. (laughs) And sing to uh, groups of people who also have their face painted. It's like angry clowns. Uh, a trademark of their community is um, Fago. Yes. Yeah. So it's spraying orange soda on each other. They do it from the stage, they do it from the audience. And um, I, I didn't know much about Juggalos, but I have a much deeper understanding now. It's a community. And it is a beautiful movie, in my mind, about feeling marginalized. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, there's tons of movies out there about um, men, male characters that are workaholics... Uh, completely married to their jobs, career-driven, and then they're put in a situation where they have to become nurturing. Yeah. But we don't really actually see a lot of female characters you know, it's, like it, that.
3: Absolutely. And I think it's an interesting thing because the movie is not about a woman finding her nurturing side right. via a child. It's about a human coming to embrace themselves through their own outsiderness and being able to embrace a child's outsiderness, And... What I thought was so radical about it was that there was no apologies made for the fact that this woman does not value domesticity. She has no interest in it. I mean, culturally, we don't value her values as a woman. Right. Um, Would judge her choice. But also, there's this other thread of it that I thought was so interesting was that we do value workaholism. The working is covering up this sense that she doesn't belong. And then in meeting her niece... And this little girl who wants to wear suits and capes and fight with trees and becomes eventually a juggalo. She loves her so much that she's kind of able to um, accept herself and love herself and not need to change. Right. And not. It's not about her becoming a mom. It's about her saying, "Oh my God, there's room for me in the world, just the way I am," and just like there's room for my little. My little juggalo. <laughs> Just like there's room from my little, the juggalo within all of us. The, yeah, she, she embraces the juggalo <laughs> within. All right.
2: Taylor, would you be interested in playing an Ask Me Another Game? I sure would be. All right. So, you know, Orange is the New Black helped popularize the idea of binge watching. Yes. Obviously. So, which is watching a bunch of episodes of television at your own pace. <laughs> at your leisure. At your leisure. <laughs> creating your you own. You define your own experience. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we do now. Yeah. So, this got us thinking what else could you do with all that time? Oh, gosh, this is a tragedy. <laughs> yeah, so we created a quiz called Binge Time, and if you do well enough, listener Joy Shi from Rockville, Maryland, will win an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. Oh, God, Joy, I'm with you. So I'm just going to ask you, which of these things takes more time? Okay. And you're going to guess. Okay, That's cool. That's it. Okay, so which of these things takes more time, watching every episode of Orange is the New Black or driving from Orange County, Florida to Orange County, California with no stops?
3: Uh, <laughs> um, I'll say driving. Oh, watching the show. That's correct. Watching the show. <laughs> Thanks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Orange of the New Black takes about three days, six hours to watch six seasons, 78 episodes, versus it takes one day and
3: 13 hours to drive across the country. I, so I could feel it. I knew I was wrong. Yeah.
2: of well, no, re- no. course, corrected. Uh, uh, I, I like that it takes one day and 13 hours to drive across the country. I don't know if you ever do this on Google Maps. Sometimes I'm like, how far is yeah. it to get to Atlanta? Yeah. And then I'll just go, how long would it take to walk? <laughs> just to know? Just to know. Like, if it all fell apart and I yeah. had to walk to Atlanta, <laughs> Atlanta, yeah. how many granola bars? Yeah. <laughs> okay, what takes more time? Sitting on your couch, eating pizza, and binge-watching the first season of Killing Eve? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Or... I know just exciting thinking about that isn't it <laughs> I, know. I know or the total time it takes to prep and bake croissants according to the great British bake off judge Paul Hollywood's recipe Um baking yes oh my goodness yes baking croissants takes 17 hours what you could
3: walk to Atlanta <laughs> no, I don't know <laughs>
2: <laughs> Which includes you have to chill the dough overnight. Oh, that
3: you have to refrigerate. Yes. Yeah. Killing it.
2: takes six hours. Yeah. But I argue more delicious.
3: <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I concur.
2: Okay. What takes more time? Watching every episode of Law & Order SVU or? <laughs> I know why. Why would you do that? Or washing all the windows of the Empire State Building?
3: Oh, God. Yeah.
2: It, it, it both sounds in, intense, oh. just intense. SVU, mm, interesting. I'm sorry oh. that is incorrect. Imagine this—it's the Empire State Building. SVU has been out for 20 seasons.
3: How can it not be? How can? How long does it take you to wash that many about, windows?
2: It, it, it takes four months to wash the Empire State Building according to a window washer who was quoted in the
3: new york times <laughs> one but guy how said does that. It ca- like how do they count it do they take breaks is it in shifts how many people are washing at once th- these are three people are washing at once according okay. to i don't know what I the union think rules I, are I, I needed more information <laughs> okay. before i made that decision true, true. with the right team <laughs> with the true. right team in place That's right. It would take less time than watching 20 seasons of television.
2: That's true. It takes two weeks to watch SVU.
3: With no breaks? No No breaks, breaks. yeah. (laughs) Wow. This is your last one. What takes more time
2: watching all of Wings, the 1990s sitcom (laughs) set in the Nantucket Airport, or the minimum flight time required to qualify for a private pilot's license? (laughs)
3: I feel like things are so innocent then. Remember wings? <laughs> I know life felt so it was much simpler. So sweet. Um, you know, let's throw caution to the wind and use our reckless intuition. Yeah, um, by going with by going with the flights. Cool. Oh dear. Wrong wings. Yeah, wings is correct. <laughs>
2: to watch all the seasons of wings it would be, take 2 days and 15 hours if you want a private pilot's license 40 hours no yeah that's
4: terrifying it's terrifying
2: <laughs> and part of me is like i should become a private pilot like yeah. there is that part of me too <laughs> like
3: get on my plane i'll take you down to atlanta exactly you i got your back you don't have to walk <laughs> you don't have to walk you've got me and my 40 hour license to take you up in the air
2: all right Congratulations, Taylor. You and she you want won Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. Taylor will be back later in the show to play another game. Give it up for Taylor Schilling, everybody. Want our next special guest to play for you? Follow Ask Me Another on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our next game is about things stuck inside U.S. states, like the time I got stuck at the McCarran Airport in Las Vegas where the only thing less likely than hitting a jackpot is your flight leaving on time. (laughs) Let's meet our contestants. First up, Eric Hood, you're joining us from Utah.
1: That's correct. Wow,
2: fantastic, yeah. And you're a singer and professor, and you teach a class called Voice Pedagogy. What is that?
1: Uh, I'm basically teaching people how to be voice teachers. So I guess I'm teaching myself out of a job. Right, I was Mm going to
2: say. And after that, they all say, all right, we are going to become voice teachers. Goodbye, sir.
1: Exactly. Then I tell them they're not good enough so they don't take my job.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And then do you offer a level two? Exactly. I got it. It's a
1: pyramid scheme. It's
2: a pyramid scheme. (laughs) Eric, when you ring in, we'll hear this. Your opponent is Leo Jones, and you're joining us from Philadelphia.
5: Yes, nice. Nice.
2: This is, this is a, uh, a lot of people have traveled for the show. I appreciate that. You're a computer programmer for Comcast, but you used to work for the Treasury Department.
5: I did. I did. Why'd you leave? I wanted to use technology that wasn't still stuck in the 1980s. <laughs> Wanted to use something maybe, you know, a little bit more, you know, advanced. So the yeah.
2: Treasury Department doesn't have enough money to upgrade their computers?
5: Well, I didn't work in the Treasury Department proper. I worked in, like, a bureau that handled the tax refunds, which is even worse. Oh, no! <laughs> We're getting all the money, right? But, yeah. Um, yeah, technology-wise, the government is a little stuck in the past.
2: <laughs> okay. Leo, when you ring in, we'll hear this. Remember, Eric and Leo, whoever has more points after two games will go to our final round. It's time for a word game about geography. That's right. You can't leave. We've locked the doors. (laughs) This game is called Inside the States. Every answer is a state and a word that can be found in the state's name.
0: For example, if I said, there's a poem of tribute inside the ocean state, you would answer, an ode in Rhode Island. Because the Ocean State is Rhode Island, and A Poem of Tribute is an ode, and the word ode is in Rhode Island.
2: Here we go. It's illegal to show an R-rated movie at a drive-in theater, according to one regulation in the state. But at least you won't have to pay any sales tax at the box office. Leo. Delaware. And then the word within it? Oh,
5: God. Where? Where? (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: Close, but not exactly Eric, can you steal?
1: Law in Delaware
2: Law in Delaware, that's correct
0: This state is kind of full of itself Maybe because Crater Lake is the nation's deepest Or because it's got a city bursting with quirky culture and Etsy bead shop owners Mm -hmm. The end of a famous trail
1: Eric So I think the state is Oregon So far so good Mm -hmm. And the other part of the question Which I totally remember Mm -hmm.
0: The state is kind of full of itself
1: Yeah So it is um,
5: Reg (laughs) 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 It's so close Eric But it's incorrect Leo can you steal Oregon and
0: ego Ego in Oregon that's right I like how you guys are softening it up for the other one. (laughs) It's a team effort. Yeah.
2: In the heart of Dixie, you'll find Huntsville's U.S. Space and Rocket Center, a sweet home to conduct experiments. Eric. Uh, A lab in Alabama. Yeah, that's right.
0: Live free and rock out in the Granite State where Ronnie James Dio was born, and you can boost the electric signal into
1: a speaker. Eric. Amp in New Hampshire. And how. That's correct.
2: Wow. All right. Now now we're cooking with fire.
0: If you're going to a fancy Churchill Downs horse race with Queer Eyes Tan France as your date, you'd better make sure the front of your shirt is in your pants.
1: Eric. Tuck in Kentucky. That's right.
2: All right, this is your last clue. Do you hear what I hear? That's the name Tar Heel, and it probably comes from the vast pine forests housing this state's millions of Christmas trees. That's a lot of sticks for the little drummer boy. Eric. Carol in North Carolina. You got it. That's right. All right. Great game. Eric is in the lead. Ask Me Another is hitting the road. Our next stop is Nashville, Tennessee, the bachelorette party capital of the United States. So if your maid of honor loves public radio, why not down some jello shots and come check out our live taping at the Polk Theater on May 23rd. Info at amatickets.org. Coming up, Orange is the New Black's Taylor Schilling will come back to play another trivia game because the only way to make bail in this public radio trivia prison is to answer more questions. (laughs) I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR.
4: Getting there takes time. There's something that hasn't been disclosed yet. Embedded is a podcast that takes the time to look beyond the headlines. How, how did this happen? How did we get here? With original documentary storytelling. Listen to NPR's Embedded wherever you get your podcasts. Do you wish stories could unfold over three hours rather than three minutes? You tired of doom scrolling? Trying to find humanity? Or maybe a deeper understanding? of why the world is the way it is, listen to Embedded, NPR's original documentary series. Find us wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
2: Thank you, Jonathan. Before the break, we met our contestants, Eric and Leo. Eric, you have a puggle. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: His name is Murphy.
2: Murphy. Uh, but sometimes you call him by another pet name?
1: Uh, well, he's like the kind of cute that's very ugly. Yeah. So I call him ugly. <laughs> in a very loving way.
2: Yeah. How does, how does that go over in the real world?
1: Uh, often not well. Uh, <laughs> recently, I was letting him out into the backyard with in, so I let him do his thing. He was taking forever, so I opened the door and I just yelled, hurry up, ugly. And uh, I saw a small child walk faster. <laughs> <laughs> and so I tried to yell out, I was talking to my puggle, but he was too far away. And so now I like worry that they drive by my house, like, that's the man who thinks I'm ugly.
2: Leo, <laughs> you used to be the president of a community garden, but you resigned. I did. Too yes. much work.
5: Yes, because you in like a volunteer nonprofit, yeah. if you're in charge, you end up doing pretty much everything. Everything. Yeah.
2: Uh, And now you're getting into gardening, though.
5: Yes. I never gardened while being the president of a community garden because I never had the time. So now I'm learning, like, you know, how to grow tomatoes. Mm -hmm. And they are the most impressive but take the least amount of work. People are amazed by, you know, the bounty. But I really just go there every other week and just make sure they're not, like, dying.
2: That's the perfect relationship with the plant, I would say. Yes. So this is a music parody game called Odes to
0: Codes. We have replaced song lyrics with different types of codes. Ring in and tell me what code we're using. And if you can get that right, you can earn a bonus point by identifying the original song or the artist who made it famous.
2: Eric, stay in the lead, and you're in the final round. Leo, you need to get more points, or when you publish your web page, everything will be weirdly off to the right, <laughs> and you won't be able to figure out why. <laughs> Ring in to answer. Here we go. So when you're near me,
0: dot, 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 dash, 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 dot, dot, dot. When you're gone, dot, 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 dash, 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 dot, dot, dot. Leo? Morse code. Morse code is correct. And for a bonus point, can you name the song or the artist that made it famous? I cannot. That song was S.O.S. by ABBA. Okay, Okay, thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Here's your next one. Romeo, Echo, Sierra. Papa, Charlie, Tango. Romeo, Echo, Sierra. Take care, Tango, Charlie, Bravo.
5: Leo. I was like the military code, military alphabet.
0: Yeah, we could take that. That's called the NATO phonetic
5: alphabet is what it's called. Yes, yeah, we'll thanks. take that.
0: For a bonus point, can you name the song or artist? S.O.S.? <laughs> <laughs> no, That's a weird guess
5: to make based on what the answer to the last one was. It was stuck in my head for some reason.
0: No, that was uh, Respect by Aretha Franklin. Yeah. Okay.
2: I got to say, also, does anyone else do this? I call up, you know, customer service situations. Sometimes the phone line is not great, and then I have a weird name, and they always want to know your name, and then they will say, spell it to me. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like if I just spell out my name, so I try to use the phonetic alphabet to spell it, but I forget what everything... I forget what it is, so I just start making it up, and it becomes bizarre, right. like ostrich, pine cone, <laughs> hairnet,
0: half potatoes, <laughs> exactly,
2: <laughs> rah rah. <laughs>
0: I've been to eight nine four three three six zero six four seven five eight one zero seven one four two zero seven six seven zero five two seven four one zero seven 3, three three six zero one nine nine three four nine seven eight five eight six zero four four zero one two one two zero seven nine seven nine one one seven.
1: <laughs> Eric, latitude, longitude. Oh, that's a really
5: good guess. That would have been a good one to do, but no, that's incorrect.
1: <laughs> good. Great.
5: Leo, do you have a guess? Um the fibonacci sequence which is not a code so no i'm sorry that incorrect those were zip codes okay oh and that was
0: uh john and cash i've been everywhere
2: i feel like if i wrote that song it would be like 100003 10004 10005 10019 11217 <laughs> like super boring <laughs> i've been hardly anywhere <laughs>
0: I've just been in this one place
2: I'm on the R line Barely
0: outside this borough (laughs) Don't like to go to Queens Okay, here's your next one At first U plus one F622 It makes me U plus one Yeah, F600 At worst I feel bad for a while but then I'm just U
1: plus one, F six zero zero. Eric. Like uh, international codes, phone codes, area codes, oh, national I'm codes. Sorry, that is incorrect. Great. Leo,
0: do you know the answer? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Those are Unicode emojis.
1: Ooh, ooh. That's what yes. I meant.
0: I know. Deep I know. cut, everybody. Yeah, deep yeah, cut. That's and that of course was smile by Lily Allen. Okay, this is your last clue. I'm going to 816, 816, here I come. I'm going to 913, 913, here I come. They got a crazy way of loving them, I'm going to get me some. Leo.
5: Area codes. Area codes is the answer, that's correct. And for a bonus point, can you name the song or artist? I swear, I do listen to music.
0: (laughs) I I totally believe you. This is a weird context in which to hear songs. For sure.
5: I and I also love your voice. Oh, thank you so much. But I don't know the answer to that.
0: That's (laughs) not. I still can't give you the point. (laughs) That was Kansas City by lots of people. Okay. Uh, Ophira, how did our contestants do?
2: Leo did amazing in that second game, but Eric still came out ahead and is going to our final round. (laughs) While Abby and Eric get ready for the final round, it's time for us to play another game. Please welcome back our special guest, Taylor Schilling, everybody. All right. Taylor, Jonathan Colton. Yes. Jonathan Colton. Taylor. Hello. Hello. Taylor, you and Jonathan Colton are going to team up for this quiz, which is called Notorious and Eponymous. I'll ask you multiple choice questions about peculiar things named for people. And you can consult each other to come up with the answer. Okay. Okay, here we go. In 1561, a diplomat introduced tobacco to the French court, eventually leading to its widespread use in Europe. His name was Jean what? A. Nico. B. <laughs> hookah. Or C. Cigarette. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay,
0: Jean Huka sounds extremely unlikely. <laughs> oh
2: <God>. <laughs> Huka, <laughs> Jean,
0: Jean H- if it were Huka,
2: <laughs> Huka,
0: Huka which is a
2: French, <laughs> right. but
0: it's not. It's Huka, Huka. yeah. yeah. Uh, and what was the other one? Sig- it,
2: it's Nico.
0: Nico. Uh, like,
2: Nico. What does that
3: have to spelled, do with the, like the subject? Like N I C
2: O T.
0: Well, like nicotine. Right. Well, oh, nicotine oh, oh, was oh, named.
3: Oh, oh. Nico- <laughs> Nicotine Nicotine Nico As in Nicotine As or, in Nicotine No, no, no Just call me Nico I've got this And as in Nicotine <laughs> And cigarette as in Pep sounds goofy
0: Well, see, that sounds I'm going to
3: let you go With this one It sounds silly It sounds
0: goofy Because that's a cigar cig- Cigarette is a small cigar So there's yeah. no way They named a cigar After a larger version of it That doesn't I make sense I agree with you yeah. So we're going to go with Nico, I
2: guess Nico Yeah, you're right Nico Yes Woo! Jonathan, you were right. Jean-Nicot's name gave us the word nicotine. In 1866, a British naturalist in Trinidad noticed a creature known as the millions fish. He sent samples to a museum in the UK, and this fish is now commonly known by his last name. His name was Robert Lechmere, what? Robert Lechmere, A. Swedish, Robert Lechmere, B. Minnow, or Robert Lechmere, C. Guppy?
0: The Swedish, the Swedish fish, (laughs) which they saw everywhere. The candy that everyone saw everywhere. I think
2: think the right answer is not on here. I think it's the fortune teller.
3: Oh, the thing
2: that curls up in your hand.
0: Oh, I love
3: those. I need one. I need some answers.
2: Which, well, which
0: do you think is more namey, minnow or guppy?
3: They both sound silly. They (laughs) do, (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Guppy. Mr. Guppy.
0: It's guppy. pronounced Guppy. Guppy, guppy. guppy. <laughs> <Mister> guppy.
3: <laughs> Mr. Guppy, Mr. Minnow, Mr.
0: Minnow. Guppy sounds right. Guppy sounds. Guppy sounds
2: right. Guppy. Yeah. Guppy. Yeah, it's Guppy. You're right. Yeah. Yes. You're right. <laughs> All right, in 1880, Irish farmers wanted an estate manager to lower their rents to help them survive the potato famine. When the manager refused, the farmers retaliated by refusing to interact with him in any shape or form. His name was Charles Cunningham. What? A. Picket, B. Embargo, or C. Boycott. <laughs> Uh,
3: I <laughs> it just sounds... This is so funny. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Embargo
0: sounds bananas as it a last name. It Charles sounds bananas. Charles Cunningham, like Embargo. Embargo.
3: I <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of, you know, espionage. Uh, yes, yeah, it sounds like a spy. <laughs> it sounds like a spy. <laughs> Embargo. Uh, <laughs> Embargo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Embargo picket? Pickett
3: Picket sounds, right. Picket sound, Picket what's it, sounds what, like a name, a, boycott. or boycott. Yes. boycott. Actually.
0: That, that actually feels like that actually, could be a name. Actually,
3: boycott, now that I feel it in my mouth, sounds right. It
0: sounds namey, boycott. Okay. Sounds, like Prescott. That's right?
3: right. You're right. Charles yeah. Cunningham boycott. There we go.
0: This is going great. We're doing yeah, a great job.
3: We're a great team. All right,
2: this is your last clue. A 19th century acrobat pioneered performing in a skin tight one piece that showed off his kick and bod. His name was Jules what? A. Singlet, B. Leotard, C.
3: Spandex.
0: Okay, okay. That's not Singlet, it's right? It's
3: not Singlet, it could be. Don't you think it's, I well, mean, there's a potential for I, it There's to be potential, singlet. but I think
0: it would be a weird coincidence that it's a One piece and his name happened to be Singlet.
3: <laughs> Okay, that's fair. <laughs> right, like it all finally
2: came together for him in that one moment. <laughs> He's like, "Oh my god, I know what I must do." <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I think it leaves us with Leotard. Leotard. What was the other one? Spandex. It oh, can't be Spandex. It can't be spandex. Watch it be Spandex. It's, I'm
0: going to be so mad. Guppy. But I don't
3: I don't feel like it's going to be Spandex.
0: Leotard sounds right.
3: His name was Jules Leotard. Yeah. Oh.
2: yeah.
3: Good job. And
2: that guy also invented the flying trapeze. Wow. In 1859. There you go.
3: (laughs) Jules was active in circus arts. That's right. He must have been.
2: You go to your Yale guy with that little tidbit. Yeah. Yeah, you show up Singlet?
3: (laughs) No. No. Leotard. That's right. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Flying trapeze. (laughs) Julia <laughs>
2: Uh Thank you for playing with us, Taylor. Uh, Taylor Schilling stars in Orange is the New Black, and her new film is called Family. Taylor Schilling, everybody. Thank you. It's time to crown our big winner. Let's bring back our finalists, Eric Hood from Utah, where he runs a vocal training pyramid scheme. And Abby Grant, if you put in a box in 2018, she knows about it. Eric and Abby, your final round is called Spin Cycle. I'm going to give you a movie or TV show. You give me the original movie or TV show it's spun off from. Our big winner will receive an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube signed by Taylor Schilling. We rolled a 20-sided die backstage, and Eric is going first. Remember, you tell me the original TV show or movie these spinoffs come from. Here we go. Eric, Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood.
1: Mr. Rogers' neighborhood?
2: That is correct. Abby, the originals. Don't know. We were looking for the vampire diaries. Eric, Mayans MC.
1: Uh, ancient aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Good guess.
2: The answer is Sons of Anarchy. Abby, beauty shop, barbershop. That is correct. All right, Jonathan. We have just begun. What is the score right now?
0: The score is tied at one to one.
2: Fantastic. All right, Eric. Creed.
1: Uh, Rocky.
2: That is correct. Abby, get him to the Greek. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That is correct. Eric, grown ish. Blackish. That is correct. Abby, Rob and China. Keeping up with the Kardashians. That is correct. All right, we're halfway, Jonathan.
0: Well, we are still tied up at three points each. Feels like it.
2: Eric, The Hills. The OC. Close. We were looking for Laguna Beach, the real Orange County. Abby. Daria. Oh, my goodness. I had no idea that was a spinoff. I don't know. We were looking for Beavis and Butthead. (laughs) <laughs> Whoa, mine's blown. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, go Diego, go.
1: Stop, Diego, stop. <laughs> Good
2: idea. Very close. <laughs> uh, we were looking for Dora the Explorer. Abby, minions. Despicable me, that is correct. Okay, we only have a few questions left. What's the score, Jonathan?
0: Well, with that last question, Abby pulled into
2: the lead. Four to three. Okay, Eric. The Facts of Life.
1: Three's Company.
2: Good guess. The answer is Different Strokes.
0: Here's the situation. The score is four to three. Abby, if you get this question right, you win the game.
2: Abby, The Jeffersons. I know the song goes moving on (laughs) up. I don't think that was a show, though. Um, Three seconds. Family Matters. Sorry, that is incorrect. The answer is All in the Family.
0: Okay, you each have one question left. Eric, to stay in the game, you have to get this question right, and Abby
1: has to miss her question.
2: Eric, The Simpsons.
1: Tracy Allman Show.
2: That is correct.
1: Eric, you've just
0: tied it up, but Abby, if you get this question right, you win the game.
2: Abby, The Legend of Cora. Three seconds. I feel like this is a Tim Burton thing. I, I don't know. No, uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas. I don't think that's right. But Good guess. The answer is Avatar, The Last Airbender. So we have a tie. Here's your tiebreaker. Better Call Saul. Eric. Breaking Bad. That is correct. <laughs> Congratulations, Eric. And that's our show. Ask Me Another's Others podcast drops each Friday, so listen and subscribe. Our house musician is Jonathan Colton. Hey, my name is anagrams to Thou
0: Joel the Cannon.
2: Our puzzles were written by Jamie Greenberg, Carol Lee, and Scott Ross, with additional material by Karen Lurie and Ashley Brooke Roberts. Our senior supervising producer is Rachel Neal. Ask Me and Others produced by Mike Katzef, Travis Larchuk, Kiara Powell, Nancy Seicho, and Ramel Wood, along with Steve Nelson and Anya Grunman. We are recorded by Damon Whittemore, Noriko Akabe, and David. David Hertken. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, the Bell House. Hot Heel Blues and our production partner WNYC. I'm Harriet Begonias, Opira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. <laughs> Hello, Nashville. Ask Me Another's coming back to Music City. Join us on May 23rd at TPAC's Polk Theatre for an evening of nerdy games, trivia, and comedy, plus a cavalcade of music stars, country royalty Carlene Carter, and songwriter and actor Trace Adkins. You won't want to miss it. Tickets and info at amatickets.org. This is NPR. Next time on Ask Me Another, we're joined by comedian and master impressionist Jay Farrow, who gives us his best impersonations.
5: Ah, uh, well, generations of Americans have responded with a simple crete. Yes, we can.
2: So join me, Ophira Eisenberg, on Ask Me Another, the answer to life's funnier questions.
5: When the economic news gets to be a bit much...
3: Listen to The Indicator from Planet Money. We're here for you, like your friends, trying to figure out all the most confusing parts. One story, one idea, every day. All in 10 minutes or less.
5: The Indicator from Planet Money, your friendly economic sidekick.
3: From NPR. Hey, I hear you have a birthday coming up. Yeah, you. If you're listening to this, that means you have a birthday coming up eventually. And here at LifeKit, we want it to be a special one.
2: Magic can happen and good luck can happen and serendipity can happen if we're open to
3: it. How to have a good birthday, even if you're not a birthday person. That's on the Life Kit podcast from NPR.